Hello, everyone. This is episode 696 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, November 29th, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Krishnez, and today I'll be talking about <laughs> Future Idiot. I don't know. That's a weird inflection right there. I'll be talking about. That's not the way I usually do it. I'll be talking about Life Future 88. Dust Diver. Don't die, Minerva. Though uh, you could die if you want, because uh, I don't. I don't really care. Uh, and I played you, and you died a few times already, so you're not really living up to your name. I mean, you're, you're only asking them to not die. Minerva, that is. I mean, Minerva's not asking not to die. You're saying the whatever grand you is saying don't die, Minerva. But also with an exclamation point. It's like, like fucking Minerva, just don't die. It's not, I mean, it wouldn't be a question. Don't die, Minerva? That, that wouldn't work, so I guess an exclamation point makes more sense than a period, but at the same time, do they really need the exclamation point as well? Is it really that uh, big of a deal? If Minerva dies, I'm like, eh, she's just a little girl. Yeah, if she dies, she dies. Oh well. And also, Street Outlaws, the list. And that's about it. Before I get to what I've been playing, and for those watching the video version, the game you're seeing is Black Future 88, which I have been playing on the Switch. I did get a new keyboard, finally. Uh, I had to replace my old one, which was the Logitech G613, I think? Uh, a mechanical wireless keyboard that has pretty damn good battery life, basically because it's not backlit, which is a negative for a lot of people but for me uh, as someone who can touch type at this point i have been able to do so for a while which i i, I think i've mentioned this before but it just it blows my mind that i'm able to touch type when uh back in high school i i had to look at the keyboard to see what i was typing and i got quick at that but even then i still had to look at the keyboard and there was not a single speck in my head that would have ever believed I would be able to type without looking at the keyboard. And I can do that now. I'm not a hugely or super fast typer. I think maybe if I'm really trying, I can get up to like 60 words per minute. I don't think that's that fast or anything. I think there are people who do well over 100. Um, but I got a new keyboard because... My Logitech one was giving me double inputs for, I don't know, at least two weeks at this point. And I've had a lot of bad luck with that. And uh, let me just say, this new keyboard is new. So I don't know if I'm going to have the same issue. But I've had double inputs on the Logitech, my Razer prior to that. And I can't remember the keyboard I had before that. But <sighs> double inputs, inputs, double inputs are something I've dealt with and it's frustrating because outside of those things I, I really liked my Razer keyboard um, and the Logitech one was fine but then I forgot how much I liked the clickiness of a, a good mechanical switch and so I got the Keychron K2 which is a 70% keyboard or whatever the hell the percentage is for a, a truncated keyboard that removes a numpad and it just gives you the essentials the essentials for me, at least. Numpad is if you're working with numbers a lot, uh, with work or something like that, or maybe with gaming on PC, since I don't game on PC all that much anymore. 
I don't really know if you would use a numpad. And I guess when I think about it, it wouldn't make sense to be using the numpad in a game because it's on the other side of the keyboard and you're, if you're right-handed, uh, your right hand will be using the mouse and then having to shift that through that much space would be real bad. Um, but uh, yeah, I got this because I wanted the small, the smaller keyboard, like the, the G613 is, is really big and I wanted something smaller, and I I, I got the G613 uh, too, in addition to the uh, because of the battery life, because it used AA batteries, and I was being real stubborn about that, uh, and, and not wanting a keyboard that has an internal battery. This has one. I don't know what the battery life is just yet because I just got my Bluetooth adapter in the mail today. Uh, I thought I had one, and I'm I I believe I have one. I just don't know where it is. So I've been using it wired, and I love it. It's got blue switches. It's compact. It's nice and clicky. I'm gonna click. I'm gonna just press some keys so you can hear the clicks. You hear those those lovely clicks? They're nice and loud. Some people would find this really annoying. I'm not typing anything. In actuality, it's just a bunch of gibberish. Though the the name Joe is in there once. There's a Joe and then there's Geo. No, there's Jjco. Um, worth. Whoa. I got a worth in there. I don't know how an actual word ended up in there, but it did. Um, but I, I'm really liking this keyboard so far. It's really solid. It's really small, which is super nice. It's, it's ridiculously small, and I like that. And some people don't like the fact that you know it's it's high up, and it doesn't come with a wrist rest. But you should learn to type without a wrist rest. It's not good to rest your wrist. So it, it's trying to help you out. But uh, yeah, that is something I'm very happy about. You could say I'm thankful for it, because it was Thanksgiving yesterday for those who celebrate Thanksgiving. Me and my dad, like most of the time, celebrated together, and it was very nice and, and simple. Uh, so if you celebrate, I hope you had a, a very lovely Thanksgiving. And today, I hope that you are somebody who's not crazy enough to go outside for deals, and you can just find what you want online. Um, me deals-wise... I guess I'll talk about the deals that I snatched up before getting down to what I've been playing. I got, earlier in the week, I got an Xbox One X, the Star Wars bundle for my father. Got it from Best Buy during their deal of the day. It came with a $30 gift card and three months of Xbox Live, which I can convert to Ultimate. And I, I know that Amazon later in the week, it may still be there or not. They have it for 350, but also you can clip a coupon that'll make it 310, which is a really good deal. Um, yeah, I got that for him, and then I, I picked up a few movies, and that's pretty much it. I got Zombieland, um, John Wick 3, The Shining, and I was like, yeah, Air Force One for 10 bucks on 4K, sure, why not? Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, of course. The Xbox Live sale, I got a few things, but nothing too much. Anywho, let's get to what I have been playing. So, Black Future 88 is a rogue light or like. I don't, I don't know if you carry over anything. I don't remember if you did. Um, but it is a side-scrolling shooter uh, where you can aim and shoot with the 
right analog stick. I'm playing it on Switch. And it's got really nice pixel art. Um, but I, I wasn't... The thing about it is that with a, a roguelite like whatever, it's important that there's something in the game, whether it's progression system or the gameplay or something that makes you want to keep playing when you when you lose you want to jump right back in and keep playing and, and go on another run i played for probably an hour and right off the bat and and throughout my entire time playing it i never really felt compelled to keep playing i was just doing it to see if maybe something would happen but after putting in an hour I was just like yeah this is okay but this genre at this point is so played out. There are so many roguelikes that you can turn to that they really need to have some kind of hook that grabs you, me, you, um, to want to stick with that one over other ones. Like uh, from last week, Sparklight is another roguelite. And I way more, uh, I, I enjoy that one way more than black future 88 of course there's a difference maybe if you're a fan of the shooter stuff more so than the the melee combat of um sparklight then then black uh, black future 88 would be more of your thing it's also more challenging like i said last week sparklight is a much more forgiving and easier uh, roguelite um, but black future can be a bit challenging there's uh, a handful of bosses I've dealt with and they're they're not too bad once you start to get a grip of them or, or a handle of how they work uh, some seem way easier than others and it's all procedurally generated so you don't know which boss you're going to end up running you could run into a, a more difficult one early on I do like I, the thing that is problematic too I guess is that I'm not fond of the majority of weapons in the game a lot of them are just okay you are shooting a rapid fire burst of these you know little um projectiles or you're shooting a single one with your pistol or you have a shotgun or a better shotgun that has a wider spread but there is one gun in it i think it's called something so and so nail type of gun and I love that gun because the way it works is that you shoot an enemy, it seems like it's an instant kill on any basic enemy. And when you shoot them, if you hit them, you're immediately teleported to them. And if you shoot the line, like it's, it's a, it's called a nail gun, but it's like a rail gun that it'll shoot through enemies as well. And if you find a row of enemies, uh, whether it's at an angle or just straight on, and you shoot through and hit multiple of them, you will keep getting teleported. It's very satisfying. There's a nice little like slow-mo that's added to that bit. And it feels really good. Whenever I had that gun, I enjoyed playing the game way, way more than when I didn't. Uh, but it's random whether or not you'll end up with that. Then there's this curse system or whatever where you'll go through rifts that open up in the environment that will take your bullets until you go through them. You get some kind of bonus, which I found never. I, I never found them to be all that great. I didn't even see them being used all that much, uh, or being beneficial or, or negative in, in either respect. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of it's okay. It just isn't doing anything to grab me when it's in this genre of, of 
games that really uh, there's so many of them that you need to have that hook and speaking of roguelites don't die minerva is another one and it is going to be hitting early access and xbox preview program on december 5th i believe for 20 bucks i don't know if there's going to be like a launch discount or anything and i've been playing on the xbox one and it's uh it's all right it definitely has piqued my interest more than Black Future 88 in part because of the progression system in it. So in uh, Don't Die Minerva, which they should just call Minerva's Dead so that you could really confuse it with the Minerva's Den uh, DLC for Bioshock 2 because that's all I think about. I've, I've never heard the name Minerva used anywhere other than the Minerva's Den DLC. And it's just like every time I look at this title, I'm like, don't die in Minerva's Den. And I'm like, wait, it's not that. Um, but you play a young girl who, I guess, wandered into this estate or whatever. And you go through a haunted house killing ghosts with your flashlight. You'll, you'll be able to get new weapons as you play through the game. You can also drop down a little, like, buddy, whether it's a, a stationary item that will shoot at enemies or do uh, area effect damages or maybe actually uh, stroll through the environment and take on enemies. Uh, they could be in like the, the shape of a teddy bear or a big fat bear or like a little dragon that'll fly around for you. And you go through the various floors of this house, killing ghosts, looking for a key to go to the next floor while also looking for a fountain which allows you to go back to the outside of the house because when you enter the house you're met by a you're greeted by a butler or whatever who tells you you know you, you have to go in here blah 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 uh, if you find a fountain it'll bring you back here where you can use these shards that you'll collect in the house to improve yourself so you find these fountains that allow you to teleport back then you can uh, give your shards to the butler dude who will let you upgrade certain abilities and it's going to take a while to upgrade these things because the way the system seems, because I've only just started playing it, is that to make these things active, you have to input a certain number of shards and some of them require a lot. Some of them require over 100, uh, the more good ones. Uh, but I've been playing it and the combat is all right. Uh, it looks not too bad. Uh, it, it's got a more kid-friendly aesthetic, and especially also it has the ghosts and all that. Um, but the, the thing about it is that it is an early access title, and some of these systems in place, or some of the systems don't seem to be in place. I'm not sure. There is a currency in the game as well. You, you collect coins, and I may have just missed it all the time, but I don't... I, di I didn't find any way to use the coins. There is an ability that would allow you to keep 250 of your coins if you die, which would be nice probably, except I just don't know how to spend the coins, and that particular system may not currently be in place. Um, 
and with an early access game there there's the chance that while updating it they might do something that changes the progression system and makes you lose all your progress and and not have a way of regaining it it's not like they would say like okay we're changing the progression system so that things don't cost as many shards and in game you will be rewarded back the shards that you spent you know, you know you'll get a, a refund on it or something that that usually won't be the case so there's a danger of that for people who might be interested in checking this out and that knowing that um, your progress could be wiped at any point uh, during the early access process. But I've been enjoying it. Um, I, I, I like it more than, than Black Future 88. There, I can definitely say that. Um, but yeah, it's... In early access, I don't know how long it's supposed to be in early access. I don't know if they've put out a like window of, well, this is what we want to do and how long we expect it to take. It's from the same studio that did the culling, which is kind of weird. I, I didn't know they were still in business just because of the culling failing as badly as it did. But yeah, that is Don't Die Minerva, which is on Steam and Xbox One. Not yet, of course. You have to wait until December 5th, I do believe to give it a go and then i played dust diver which is an anime ass game uh, it's on switch and ps4 probably pc as well i played it on the ps4 and it looks really good it's got some fun simple combat that's very hack and slashy taking on a lot of enemies that don't really do that much damage to you and likely won't even get a chance to damage you and in all right story it takes place in uh, Taiwan uh, I, I forget the, the name of the district uh, but it's in Taipei it's like uh, Zimending or something and they really I, I think played up that part of it that like oh this it takes place in this this area and it has some real-life stores and all that and it's modeled after it but I didn't feel like you got a lot of flavor from the city it's not like a yakuza game or even a persona game it, it felt very shallow in comparison which is a little disappointing um but it does look really good it, it's fun to play however the gameplay also feels a bit shallow and i don't know if it would have the legs i played it for a few uh, a few hours but i, I don't know and I, I don't get the sense that if i kept playing that I would still enjoy it as much as I'm currently enjoying it because it just feels like it's going to get really, really repetitive quickly. And I don't know if I'm going to be that interested in the story. It's got some funny moments. The localization is pretty good. There there are some uh, weirdness in the, the text where they just miss some things and, and that you will see the, the HTML, HTML code instead of uh, just the text itself, which was a little funny. But uh, one little annoying thing is that if you die during a mission, you have to restart the whole thing, which kind of sucks because some of the missions can be a little bit time consuming, especially if you're going around looking for the collectibles in an area. Um, but it's not too bad, uh, especially in the grand scheme of anime ass games. Uh, the last ones I've played, like that Gun Pixies, I think were... Uh, like this one is playable, it feels pretty good, and that alone is 
way more than I can say about a lot of games that I've played that are similar. Um, and then Street Outlaws, the list is a racing game with a lot of drag racing uh, as, as a big emphasis of it, but you also have more traditional-esque races. And I, I like the drag racing in the game. I like the way that system is set up and that you, like, I, I, I'm assuming that this is all the way drag racing actually works where you're revving up your engine and your tires initially, then you back up and then you inch forward a few times to get as close to the line as possible without going over and then you actually have the race. And that system and the way it works feels pretty good. Uh, it's probably the best drag racing I've ever experienced. I, I know they had it in some of the Forza games, but I never remember liking them, and I don't think it was all that complicated. I think it was just like, okay, we're just going to put you two cars in two lanes and go at it. Um, Though The drag uh, racing system in Street Outlaws seems much more thought out. But the driving itself doesn't feel that good. When you're actually playing on a course that requires you to turn and stuff like that, it's like, oh, this feels bad. Uh, when you're just going down a straight line and you just kind of have to keep yourself in your lane, perfectly fine. When you're on an actual course that has turns and all this other shit, it's just like, ugh, this is not good. And it doesn't look all that great, which uh, wasn't a surprise or anything. But, um, yeah. I, I can't recommend it because it's, it's not just a drag racing game. There's a bunch of other stuff that you're going to have to deal with. And I'm not sure how much it costs, but it's something that you can keep your eye out if it goes on sale for super cheap if you're if you're into drag racing because I, I do think the drag racing is not too bad um but yeah that is pretty much it for what i've been playing i've dabbled with a few other things but not enough to really say anything about any of them uh i did go and I, i'm going to continue doing this but i did go and complete a few games and by complete i mean I got all the achievements in them. I did that for Energy Cycle and the Energy Cycle sequel. Um, because doing the whole clearing out my hard drives and deleting the majority of my games, doing that has been so freeing and it was such a great thing for me to do is the right decision. Now, having lived with this new thing, I, I, it's not a thing, but just like this, this new era of me with not almost everything installed it's so much more free and when i look at my installed games i'm like it's much easier to make a decision on what to play if i want to just play something for a little bit in between bigger sessions and i also decided like okay there are these smaller games that i know i can get all a thousand achievements in quickly or whatever let me just get through them and then i don't have to think about them so i, I finished football game which i mentioned i don't know if it was the last episode which I didn't really like it. and the ending I'm like what, what is this weird ass story um, but I finished that finished those two energy cycle games I think I may have finished another one. Oh yeah I went back and played I finally got the last two achievements in that Ben-Hur free to play game which is fucking terrible and I don't really recommend playing it but if you want the thousand achievements go right ahead so I did that and then I I think there was one more that I completed but uh, yeah, it was nice doing that and being able to delete it and think to myself, okay, I'd never have, like, Ben-Hur was sitting on my hard drive for years at this point because there are two achievements that were, like, not that easy. They weren't just gimmies. 
So I just kind of put it to the side and said, okay, I'll, I'll get to you later. And later never came. But now doing this, I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep Ben-Hur on here and I'm going to just get rid of those achievements. And then Ben-Hur's going to be out of my life. And it, it feels wonderful. So that's been real cool. And I am now going to play either Strange Brigade or Hotline Miami for Attack the Backlog. Um, yeah, just, and Attack the Backlog, I'm just so thankful for that. I uh, decided to make that show last year, and, and this being the first full year of me doing it, it was such a great thing to do. I think it's some of the best content I've made, and it, it's really helped in, in getting me to actually sit down and play through games uh, again, which is really nice. So I hope y'all are also enjoying it and have been enjoying it, and yeah, I, I hope. You had a lovely week. I don't know where I'm going with that because I want to do the plugs and I'm like, why am I getting to the end of the end before I get to the plugs? So that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Guzmez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com. I just remembered PX Sausage, and that, that's where I am pretty much everywhere, like I said. I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, but when... Amazon had their pricing error or whatever with PlayStation Plus, where it was 25 bucks for a full year. I went crazy. You know how I let it lapse? I'm like, I'm done with PlayStation Plus. Well, my PlayStation Plus is good till 2023 now. <laughs> so, that happened. Um, I, I looked at it and I'm just like, I, I can't not do this. And, and the discounts I'll get on stuff. Like, I was looking at some of the discounts. I'm like, well... I would get like $13 or $15 in extra discount on these two games I want to get if I have PlayStation Plus game. Like, whatever, I'll do this. And I did it. And it just, it happened. <sighs> but the site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, a pixelated paranormal podcast, and Attack the Backlog, all of which are on podcast services across the globe like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And Pandora, almost forgot. I see, you know, it's not yet, uh, what am I thinking of? It's not yet just, uh, not common sense. That's not the word I'm thinking of. It's not yet, uh, natural. That's not what I want to say either. It's not yet, whatever. I'm not yet just saying it like it's nothing. Shut up, me. It's also on Pandora, whatever. If you want to watch this podcast or the uh, Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausages and watch them both there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com and if you see something you like, <laughs> click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye!